0: Well, it's been an interesting month, the last month, as we've been hearing God's Word and uh, been talking about the Holy Spirit. We've been talking about Him, not it. Amen? Amen? The Holy Spirit is a person. He wants to know us personally. As I was I was thinking, and I've, I've listened to a few different messages, um, listened to some stuff from Dr. Brown as well, just, just listening to some messages. And this one story I, I heard really, really spoke to me. And uh, as I thought about it, I went to the, the passage of Scripture that it was brought from. And God just gave me a, a, my own personal example and so I'm just going to take a couple minutes just to tell this story. And uh, Kanisha's just out. Uh, she must, is she at Sunday school or nursery? Well, Kanisha has always been this animal lover. And one of the animals she brought into our house was a, a macaw. <laughs> and a macaw looks just like a, just a large parrot. So if you. You know, the, the idea of a parrot, this macaw. And it was a red and a blue one and yellow. And it had its cage. And it made a mess around the house. And But as Kenesha got to know this macaw, she would open the cage, stick her hand in the cage, and parry would climb on her arm, and she would put Perry on her shoulder. Now, the first few times she did it, she was a little tentative. She didn't know what to expect. She didn't know what would happen, and she was kind of tentative. And, and Perry, you know, if, if Kenesha kind of turned or something, Perry would flap his wings to kind of get his balance back. And, but pretty soon... The two of them had this connection where, literally, within a few seconds, stick her arm in the cage. Perry knew what to expect. Perry would jump on her arm, boom, up on the shoulder, and Kenesha could just walk around, walk around. And she would walk past us, and Perry would just look at us. Hello. Well... I don't remember. Cleo, I think you had Perry on your shoulder. Do you remember Perry? You do. Yeah. Well, pretty soon others in the house, we wanted Perry. I want Perry on my shoulder. So Kenesha would you know, get Perry and first thing was, okay, do you want to hold Perry on your arm? So we'd put it and we started getting used to Perry on our arm and on our shoulder. Pretty soon there's a few of us. Now, different people had different reactions to Perry. Some just said, no, I've had a bad experience with birds before and different things. It's okay. I don't need Perry. I, I'll enjoy Perry from a distance. Other people, they got Perry on their shoulder and, and they forgot about Perry for a second and they made a Corner, there, turn too fast, or and Perry just freaked out and would jump over to where Kenesha was. Uh, sometimes, you know, our house can be noisy occasionally, not, not very often, and that would make Perry uncomfortable and he'd flap his wings and. Uh, um, he, he used to say, shut up. <laughs> he could say, yeah, I think he mimics its owner <laughs> or what he hears in the house. But the interesting thing was, the more Kenesha and Perry walked around the house, the more comfortable Kenesha was with Perry. And Perry would just sit there and would just enjoy, was relaxed wouldn't freak out, wouldn't flap. And the more I had Perry on my shoulder, and it wasn't scary. The first few times, I was a little tentative because I've seen Perry take a nut and crush it. So I was a little tentative. You know, Perry has sharp claws, so when he, you know... So I was tentative, but I got used to it, and it became natural. Listen to John chapter 1. This is John the Baptist. And John bare record, saying, this is when John baptized Jesus. I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove and it abode on him. Now, I'm not into visualization but I'm into parallels. I'm into anecdotes. That's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to abide on you. Jesus said, and you will receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit is come upon you. Developing an awareness that the Holy Spirit is with you. Sometimes we, through the summer, we did the series on living above the noise. Sometimes we get so overwhelmed by the noise that we live our life in reaction to the noise. And we forget The Holy Spirit is with us. And we get so consumed in managing the noise. We don't hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. It gets drowned out in the confusion and the chaos. But as you develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit, and you develop that connection with the Holy Spirit, and you communicate, and you commune with the Holy Spirit, there becomes a natural ease, comfort that comes with the Holy Spirit. And He will become more dominant than the noise and the confusion and the chaos. Imagine Peter in the midst of the storm in the boat, his focus. He looked at Jesus. The author, the finisher of his faith, he looked at Jesus. It just drowned out all the chaos and confusion and noise. He walked on the water. Scripture says that as soon as he focused on the wave, he saw the storm, he heard the noise, he, he felt the, 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 the moisture of the waves, the rain. As soon as that focus shifted, the waves overwhelmed him. God wants us to live with such an awareness of his presence, of his spirit that in the midst of chaos and the confusion and the noise, we can be at peace. We can experience His joy. We can love. We can show gentleness and kindness. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is upon us, and we have an awareness of His presence, and we have an anointing that comes from His presence. And rather than being overwhelmed and bogged down, By the stuff that happens, instead of being overwhelmed and bogged down, we become someone that people can come to, that are attracted to. Because we provide an answer. We provide or help, by the way of the Holy Spirit, a solution to what they are going to. And we can be like like Jesus, Peter, lifting them out of the waves, we can be like that to those around us. How many of you would love to have a greater impact in your life? Have a greater influence in your life? Amen? I just, we're going to, what time is it? Okay, let's look at a couple scriptures here. It's lunchtime in 10 minutes. Oh, come on you I see, I expected it from other people but not from you. We were built, we were built we were created with a desire and a passion to grow, to expand. Think of the Garden of Eden, God told blessed. Blessed mankind and said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue, have dominion. God talked to Abraham and said, I'm going to bless you. And there's going to be a nation that comes out of you. And they're going to be a people of influence. A people of blessing. Then Jesus came, ministered to and with the disciples. Then gave them a great commission said, "Go into all the world and and just fit in. No turn the world upside down. it's in us it's in us. most of us just don't realize it are aware of it. Key: developing an awareness of the Holy Spirit in your life to the point where We are influenced by him at any moment, at any time, on any given day. That is how you will activate your impact. Walking through a bus stop, walking down, Matthew, by the bus loop, at any moment, Holy Spirit says, that person that person. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. We'll be walking down the street and like Peter and John, I believe it was those two guys on the way up to the temple, that guy that had been sitting there for how many years? This day, God just said, that guy today. It was the Holy Spirit. Awareness, awareness, connection. When you read, I've been I've been really over the last few months reading the the gospels. It's amazing how many times when as God kind of highlights different thoughts and ideas, it's amazing how many times you you hear you read the phrase and Jesus perceived what they were thinking. Jesus saw their faith. Then the very next scripture, after Jesus has acted upon his perception, it says, the Pharisees reasoned. There is a difference between perceiving and reasoning. When I went to my Strong's Concordance and exercised the principles of Bible school, reasoning—it's—it's revolving something around in your mind. uh, It's—it's bringing together and it's calculating. It's counting. It's using your head to try to figure something out. But when you look at what Jesus did, his perceiving, it's spiritual sight, it's spiritual ears, it's being thoroughly acquainted with. And when you look at how the word perception is used, it never talks about the mind or the brain or calculating. It's talking about the Holy Spirit moving, revealing, showing, And just amazing. The story of Jesus when uh, he had just finished being baptized. He's come through the 40 days in the wilderness and temptation. And he goes to the temple. And he opens the book of Isaiah. And we all know the, the scripture verses he' read. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is what it says. Luke chapter 4, verse 20, if you're taking notes. He says, he closed the book. And he gave it back to the minister and sat down. All he did was read the passage of Scripture. And and look, look at this reaction. And the eyes of all of them that were in the synagogue... We're fastened on Him. We're fastened on Him. That is the impact that the Holy Spirit can bring to your life. Amen. That is the outcome. Of the Holy Spirit working through you. It doesn't hit their minds. It hits their heart. On the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit was poured out. And the the disciples as they preached. It says that their words cut to the hearts of the people. The same words that maybe a Pharisee or a rabbi or a scribe would say day in and day out, talking about David, talking about Moses, talking about the children of Israel, the same words, but on this particular day, they cut to the heart of the people. Why? Why the difference? It was the presence of the Holy Spirit taking the words and like arrows, the word of God like a two-edged sword pierced because of the impact and as because of the result of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will create impact in your life. He'll first come. He will impact you. He will impact you. He will transform you. As you commune with Him, as you talk with Him, as you listen to Him, there will be a transformation and a renewing of your mind. And as you are transformed, you will begin to hear Him. He will begin to direct your step. He will start directing your words, giving you words, and all of a sudden, those words will have impact. Your eyes will just be opened. As I was preparing for, for my message, this, I, I was just kind of, th- you know, I like to just kind of use a Bible story when I preach to I don't demonstrate when, but as I was thinking and trying to, to uh, develop my, my sermon, I came across a story in Second Kings chapter six. And I'll, I'm just going to read it. Make up a couple points. Now, the king of Aram was warring against Israel. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 8, this is where I'm starting. And he counseled with his servants, saying, In such and such a place shall be my camp. The man of God, Elisha, sent word to the king of Israel, saying, Beware that you do not pass this place, for the Arameans, Arameans are coming down there the king of Israel sent to the place about which Elisha had told him. And thus, he warned them so that he guarded himself more than once or twice. So on several occasions, the king of Israel received a warning from the prophet, don't go to this place, don't go there. And then he protected himself. Now the heart of the king of Aram was enraged. Over this thing, and he called his servants and said to them, Will you tell me which one of us is for the king of Israel? One of his servants says, No, my lord, O King, but Elisha the prophet, who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. So the king king of Aram, said, go and see where this guy is, that I may send and take him. And it was told, told to the king, saying, behold, Elisha is in Dotham. Not Gotham, Dotham. (laughs) And he sent horses and chariots and a great army there, and they came by night, and they surrounded the city. Now when the attendant of the man, so Elisha's servant, rose early and gone out and beholden a whole army and horses and chariots were circling the city. And his servant says, Alas, my master, what shall we do? And Elisha answered, Do not fear. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elisha prayed and said, O Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire. All around Elisha God wants to open our eyes God wants to open our ears God wants to speak into our ear God wants to show each one of us, what He is doing around us. There are people that are hurting. They're in pain. As we, as we heard at communion this morning, Jesus took all of that upon Himself. But people don't understand that. They don't realize that. And God wants to open our eyes And show us people in our lives that we can impact. That we can speak words of life. We can speak words of hope. Sometimes they might be words of reviving, refreshing, of comfort. Words of peace. But the Holy Spirit wants to connect with us in such a way that a walk down the street is not ordinary anymore. Walking through your office place is just not ordinary anymore. Holy, the Holy Spirit wants to come upon us in such a way that as we walk down the street, our eyes are open to, to hurts and pain, problems that He has a solution for. And He's whispering in your ear saying, I got hope for that person. That person, I got life for them. I have forgiveness. The guilt that that person is living with. I can free Him from it. And the Holy Spirit wants to connect with us in such a way that our life does, is not ordinary anymore, but our life becomes extraordinary, supernatural, on a natural, ordinary basis. So that as we walk to the, down the street, we are turning the world upside down, each one of us. Each one of us has that capacity. Each one of us has that built into us. God wants it to become so natural that just like Perry and Kenesha just walked together, Kenesha understanding. What would throw Perry off? Perry understanding the movements of Kanisha. To a point, they walked in unison. It was completely normal to see Kanisha walking down the hallway with a bird on her shoulder. Just walking around the house, she could clean her bedroom. No, well, she never ever did that, but she could if she wanted to. (laughs) That is the relationship the Holy Spirit wants with each one of us. Where He's with us, abiding with us, just as Jesus, the Holy Spirit, came. And John said, the Holy Spirit abode with Him, on Him. That means he lived there. It doesn't say, oh, the Holy Spirit came and visited Jesus and then was gone. No, the Holy Spirit abode. And throughout Jesus' life, we see impact after impact, after encounter, after ministry, after healing. It was continuous through the life of Jesus. Why? Because he walked in unison with the Holy Spirit. And that is what each one of us can have. That's what each one of us can experience. On a daily basis, God can be speaking to us. God can be showing us things, putting words into our mind that come out of our mouth. Words of impact, words of hope, words of life, words of love, words of kindness, words of healing, restoration. God wants it to become normal, natural, for His supernatural power to flow through you. Amen? Oh, amen. How many of you would love to have that kind of impact? Amen. Why don't we stand? And I'm going to read. Just close your eyes. Just allow the Holy Spirit. Just let Him just move upon your your spirit. Oh, Holy Spirit, we just invite your presence in a more dynamic way. You've been here. You've shown yourself in incredible ways already. But Lord, right now I just pray that you just reveal yourself in just a more dynamic way. This was Paul's prayer when he heard of the Ephesian church and those those brothers, and he he prayed. He prayed that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge, in the recognition of Him, that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened. Oh, Holy Spirit, Lord, we welcome your presence into our lives. Oh, God, we know that you dwell in us. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So you already dwell in us. But Holy Spirit, we want your activity in our life to increase. Holy Spirit, we want revelation and wisdom to increase in our life. Holy Spirit, we want to give you permission to be more active in our life. God, open our eyes. Just like the servant of Elisha, you opened his eyes, and all of a sudden, he saw a dimension that he had never known before. God, we want you to open up a new dimension in our life. Lord, that we are seeing supernatural things on a regular, just natural basis as we walk down the street. You are revealing, you are speaking. You are opening. You are revealing to us. Lord, that's what we want our life to be. Lord, and when those opportunities come, give us strength and courage to walk through those doors of opportunity. Let the Spirit, your Holy Spirit, just rise up in us with a courage Lord, with a boldness and with a zeal that we've never experienced before. Lord, in a whole new dimension. God, that we will turn our our street, our neighborhood, our city upside down. Lord, that we are dispensers of life. We are dispensers of hope. God, we are dispensers of love to those around us. Oh, Holy Spirit, we invite you to increase and become more active in our life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Jesus, you said, ask, you will receive. Seek, you will find. Knock, the door will be open. Lord, we are asking, we are seeking, we are knocking for more of your Holy Spirit activity in our life. Lord, you said we would receive it. And so, this morning, we receive it, and we will be ready for it. In the name of Jesus, and everybody said, amen. Amen. God bless you. Enjoy. Yes, if anybody wants prayer. If anybody wants more activation of the Holy Spirit in your life, and you want prayer for it, feel free to come up. We've got a prayer team that's ready and willing and able. If you have healing in your body that you want, if you have a sickness or something and you want prayer, feel free to come up. The rest of you, feel free to go enjoy Soup Sunday. Enjoy sitting at someone's table and conversing with them and enjoy, enjoy a great lunch. Amen. God bless you.